ladies and gentlemen, it's a Ming Green Nation podcast. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm distracted. All the pointing to the restroom. Is like, are they going to hear somebody? No, they're not. Uh, maybe we will. We can mic it up, I guess. Um, yeah, so we're live in podcast down live. I like saying live. My wife hates when I say it. We're live. <laughs> I'm like, we're, we are live. We're recording live. We are alive. Yeah. Um, in uh, Aldo's, what, what do you call this room? Uh, this wing of the house. I call it the office. <laughs> the den. Let's call it the den. The yeah. mean green den. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So uh, we're in the den. I'm sitting on a rocking chair. So I might, if I fall asleep during the recording of this podcast, you know why. Because I'm rocking. Um, yeah. We're here for the game. For the SMU game. The big rivalry game of the early season. I like this. You play SMU to start. You play, uh, you know, UTSA sort of towards the end. And you kind of bookend the season, right? So if you mess up one, you look forward to the other one. If you win one, you can look forward to the other one, too. You stay on your toes, keep, you know, whatever. I like it. What about you? Uh, I do. I, again, I don't consider UTC a rivalry, but I hope they lose every single game. <laughs> Um, it's 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 good because I like the 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 games between SMU and UNT because it's got that historic feel of of the the uptown yeah. school versus the yeah. state college yeah. um, kind of kind of rivalry if you want to call it that. Um, yeah, I man. I wonder like if you take like, the average price of a student, uh, the car of a student, it's like <laughs> BMW, median is a BMW. And here, it's, I mean, you know, it's maybe a Ford Focus. I don't know. Yeah. I don't maybe know. Maybe a driving? Pinto. <laughs> uh, at least historically, it's it's been like, hey, I have money. Hey, you know, I'm going to work my way through college or something like that. Yeah. Gotta, um, I, I like how you don't consider UTSA a rival. And, you know, it's kind of like that. No, we're not married, but we live together. We have three kids. <laughs> we live house together. You're doing all of it, but I'm just, you know, calling the label. Um, all right, so... You know, apologies all around for all the uh, the non-recording, non-publishing. Uh, yours truly has been very busy, uh, including this week. Wrapped up work, hopped on a plane, flew over here. Took uh, longer, I think, in the Whataburger line than, <laughs> than I was on the plane. Um, Welcome and, back to Texas. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I made the mistake of forgetting that it was Friday and like all of the town all the town's high school kids were getting out, I guess, of the game, and then they were they went to the Whataburger. Uh, it's fine. I was fed. I'm here. Uh, I slept well, thanks to uh, uh, Aldo letting me sleep in his mansion. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty nice. And, uh, you know, it's game day. I'm excited about it. So let, let's talk a little bit about last week, because we didn't podcast about it, and then we'll talk about this week. So first off, what were your thoughts about the UTEP win? Uh, I thought it was a, a good win. You know, we, we started off a little slow. You know, it, it kind of felt like, oh, here we go again. But no, I, I think the coaching staff did a good job of, you know, not trying to fit a, a, a round peg in a square hole kind of thing. Yeah. Um, with Ani, uh, we, they understand his limitation. And so they put him in position to succeed. Yeah. Instead of trying to force things down the field, which has been historically the, the, the way that, that, Latrell likes to run his offenses. He, they kept it to short passes, um, passes to the outside, screens like that, and then r- went through the running game, which worked great, you know, uh, which led to the win. Uh, the defense um, had some struggles at the beginning, but they, they figured it out, made some adjustments, which, again, is, is something that, that 
I don't want to say not used to seeing from a North Texas team, but but it's it's showing growth, right? Yeah. Not not trying to force again what they want to do uh, and adjusting to the game on the fly. So th- that's great to see. Um, I think that 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 was my biggest takeaway. Not not the like, not the specific plays itself, but overall how the game was managed. Uh, I liked watching that. Yeah, I think uh, you, know, you bring up adjustments and stuff, right? I think, was it uh, Troy Reffitt? I think he was a good coach. He was a good defensive coach, and they did some good things. But he was sort of all in on a specific philosophy. It's like bring pressure, stick your corners on an island, and then let them work, right? Yeah. The problem is that you have no, um, like if that's, if you know, if you're one-on-one matchup, you're losing that matchup, then it's over. And that's kind of like some of the, the more memorable losses, uh, I think like SMU, speaking of, where they were just beating our defense, it was because we couldn't defend that, right? We're, we're, we're saying we're going to bring pressure, but the pressure is low, um, or, and that we'll, we'll live with the one-on-one coverage, and then we died with the one-on-one coverage. So. It, yeah, very feast or famine kind of kind yeah, of defense. Yeah, and so, you know, switching it up a little bit, we did go um, like one-on-one and bring some pressure, uh, or, you know, kind of throw some different looks at, at uh, was it Hardison from Utah? Uh, they had a sold out crowd. It was pretty nice to see. It was it was a good atmosphere for for college football. I think we're maybe discounting some of that there because I don't know the last time that North Texas played in front of an enthusiastic road crowd like that. Yeah, and I'm excited for UTEP to to have that kind of crowd yeah, there. Right as we're leaving. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so there was a little of that, and then you know they got beat. They got beat over the top. Uh, Hardison played a nice little ball, a little inside. Uh, a slot fade, you know what I mean? That, that's a tough one to throw, but it's hard to defend also because you don't. You're defending a two way go as the, as that corner, and you know once they get there, there's a lot of space for that ball to go. You know, yeah. So it's difficult. Um, it, I think it's easy. It's it's funny to do jokey jokes and be like, oh, our secondary still sucks again, but there is improvement. Um, there's maybe that injury, right? Uh, uh, Davis, John Davis is hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Um. But I like what we saw when they said, you know what, we don't think that UTEP can do that pass game against, you know, eight guys back here in, in a zone. And that was true. We slowed them down even more. Yeah, yeah. That's not going to work against SMU, I don't think. But it's nice to know that we have, like you said, some flexibility around that. Well, I, I think what also improved was the, the coverage was – um, on point, right? I mean, uh, for lack of a better term, I, I know it wasn't exactly on point. They allowed that score, but after they adjusted, they were rolling coverage properly. The the safeties knew what to do. The corners knew what to do. They didn't win all the passes. Obviously, you can't expect them to do that. But <clears throat> in the past, we saw them when they were trying to roll coverage and switch on guys in in that zone scheme. Uh, guys would get lost. They would go to the wrong guy, and mm-hmm. and then some guy would break free. This game, it, they were they were doing what they were supposed to, covering yeah. on the, you know, on the inside, on the outside, uh, and uh, that was also nice to see that hey, they know what they're doing out there. Yeah, that, that's a good point. Uh, that you know, I didn't, I didn't really we didn't really talk about that uh, a ton. It's easy to say like you suck at defense or whatever, but it's usually a specific aspect of it, and um, you know, like teams are they're looking to you know take advantage of it, right? So you'll see them being forced into defending that thing that they're weakest at all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's a good point. Like, when, when North Texas would get into zone coverage uh, or more, you know, combo coverages, what would happen is that, yeah, a guy would mi- make a mistake 
and they would find that one mistake. It didn't mean all five guys back there made a mistake. It was just one guy, and it's something they would exploit that all the time. Uh, or, you know, the uh, the defense would be weakened by that one thing. Mm. So, yeah, it, it was good to see. And, again, it was UTEP. Gavin Hardison threw for a lot of yards last season, sure. But that was to that uh, Cowan kid uh, and to their other wide receiver. Um, I don't know how good he is. He has a big arm. A lot of UTEP's offense is just throw it as deep as you can and see what happens. Uh, and, I mean, once North Texas defended that, it was it was over with. Uh, I brought it up in, in like, the post-game recap. We won, We didn't lose the first quarter, 0-0. We won the second quarter, 14-10. to uh, Won the third quarter, 14 nothing, And then won the, the, the fourth quarter, 0-0, zero, zero, whatever. Or 3 nothing, whatever it was. <clears throat> yeah. Something like that. But that's the point. We did not lose a quarter. Last year... It was start the game down ten nothing <laughs> or twenty one nothing. Yeah, that, you know, it, and that completely demoralizes everybody. So this one, for as much it was like oh same old North Texas, it wasn't. It wasn't same old North Texas. It was hey, you know what? Not so bad. It's okay. Yeah, we we saw improvement um, in game management, in in um, scheme, play calling. Yeah, um, all around it, w- it was good, and I, I think we're seeing some of that talent. Show through as well on the offensive line and the in the run game, um, the stable of running backs <laughs> that we've got. Yeah, um, I liked what I was seeing from Damon Ward um, mm-hmm. out there. He was winning, um, you know, the battles against cornerbacks with with his route running. Um, and then Macklin, I'm I'm excited for Jamori Macklin. I'm I'm really hoping he. he Jacory. Yeah. I, I don't remember. <laughs> it's Macklin, and. Um, uh, I'm hoping he, he does well. I'm excited to see um, Jair Shorter come back. Hopefully, if he comes Maybe, back, yeah. I haven't seen anything about him. <laughs> I think it's gonna be 2025. Jair Shorter's <laughs> gonna be listing him too deep, and he's not gonna play. Yeah, and we're gonna be disappointed. They're gonna keep listing him. <laughs> yeah, next get, anytime I get you, you can get up, and the dog's like, "Oh, he's gonna take me for a walk." Like not this time. <laughs> that's, that's us. Uh, yeah. So, all right. So, turning our focus to SMU, uh, we haven't seen him this year, right? They're, you know, this is week one for them. We played in week zero. I hate week zero. Week one, we played week one. Um, so, I, I mean, I really don't know what to expect. They had um, a new coach, you know. Um, what's I can't even remember. Rhett Lashley. Yeah, yeah. He was like the he was the, the coordinator there for, that, for mm-hmm. a while. 18 and 19, I believe. Yeah. He had um, – his offense is a little bit that uh, – uh, I can't think of his name now. Uh, the dude that was at Auburn for a while. Uh, it, Sort of no huddle, uh, hurry up, no huddle kind of thing. The Malzan? Yeah, Chris Malzan. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's been around. Like he's he's kind of hit the same circuit, and you know you get hired, rehired, following the same coaches, and then you know uh, part of that same kind of branch. Um, we've seen what they like to do. It's a lot of like I'm going to do some power runs, make you defend that, and hit you over top outside. Very much what North Texas is trying to do nowadays, right? Um, getting away from that, that classic air raid kind of stuff. Um, North Texas basically does a lot of the same stuff. So if you look at our offense, you say, I see what you're trying to do, run the ball, and then hit big plays outside, or do some uh, RPOs to keep you honest, that kind of stuff. That's what we're going to see on the other side. Uh, defensively, I don't really know what to expect from that. I, f- I forget. It. They have talent. Um, I think a lot of last year, what our problem was, was our own selves and not so much what, you know, like SMU just completely destroyed us right now. It was, we can't get out of our own way, so we're not even making them play defense so much. At least that was my impression of it. 
So wait, you have any hot sports opinions about SMU's defense? <clears throat> uh, the defense is just so-so. Well, it has been shaky for a long time, and, and Rhett Lashley's never been in a place with, with good defense. Um, I don't know, you know what he brings to the table there uh, with his coaching staff, um, but I don't think they'll SMU will have shown any improvement from any of the previous years. I'm not saying that they're bad, but I think they're... Let's say they're bad. Who cares? It's a meat SME sucks. They're the worst team ever. Uh, they can be exploited <laughs> there. Um, so, again, like you said, yeah. as long as we don't get in our own way, you know, yeah. fumble when there's 30 seconds left in the second or the first half, yeah. um, I think we will be able to, I don't know about compete, but at least score some points. Yeah, so I always talk about this, right? Like, like on paper, on a Monday... Tuesday, early in the week, you look at the game and like, there's probably no chance, right? But that's what you prepare for. You find the, the weaknesses that you think are there. You, you know, you had a week to play, so you can cover up some mistakes. You can make some improvements, um, and so you're a little bit better, right? And then if your coach, if your players are right, they mentally prepare to win the game because it's 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 sort of like a. a what you call it, like a, uh, oh, I can't think of the word. It's like a roulette thing. The ball's bouncing. It's probably going to land on one or the other, but there's a chance either way. And so when you stop it, you want to capture the moment, give yourself the best chance. You know what I mean? And um, I think that we're at home, and, even you know, there's a difference being at Apogee than being down at uh, University Park. Number one, um, you know, you want to pay for parking. Uh, number two... <laughs> Um, like it, you feel comfortable, right? You're a little bit more bold. Just, everything's just there, and if you get that right amount of momentum, you can ride that wave. And then the other team's like, uh, they start to get a little nervous. You're like, you know what I mean? That 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 can happen, and it's a possibility. So whatever gap there is in talent and scheme and coaching, it can be made up uh, with the right amount of preparation. That time's over. Hopefully, the staff did that, and then the right amount of like, is it luck? Or good fortune and cheering on, you know, the crowd does matter, uh, you know. Yeah, um, as long as we we keep SMU or at least the SMU offense from getting on that wave, which which will <laughs> yeah. be tough to do, yeah. I think we can we can at least affect um, our own outcome, you know, our own offense. Yeah. Um, you know, Rice is Rashi Rice is 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 that him or is it the other guy? Uh, I can't remember. I'm I'm blanking on the um, on the guy's name, but anyway, he'll probably have about a hundred targets before <laughs> before halftime. Uh, he, the passing attack is going to be difficult to defend. It, they're pretty good at it, and uh, with Lashley, uh, you know, looking pretty at his good at playing <laughs> with, with Lashley, that that's that's the direction they're going to go. They're tr- going to try to air it out uh, against us. They're going to uh, and Tanner Mordecai is very accurate. Uh, I think he was at 67% passing last year, so which is which is good average, I guess I you, uh, I would say, <clears throat> but compared to our staff or our team, who likes to search it downfield, I think we're looking at <clears throat> a difference between 55% versus 60, 67%. So we got to be more accurate, uh, better, more mindful play calling, but that offense is going to go downfield. They're going to have big plays. As long as that does not demoralize the team, as long as we're able to get the stop, you know, they might march 80 yards down the field, but we only allow three points. I think that would keep us in the game. So if you're looking for, I mean, I, God knows why you're tuning to this podcast looking for this information, but 
today, September 3rd, 6.30 p.m. By the way, this is my birthday, so I need a win. Oh, happy yeah. birthday. Uh, CBS Sports Network, uh, and it's going to be on 1310. Uh, there you go. You can watch, you can listen to, you know, uh, what's his name? Uh, do the play-by-play if you want. Um, the, uh, the other team, Bridge Phillips. Um, all right, so it, what I'm doing, I'm, I'm pulling up their game notes so I can, uh, look at their, their too deep, too deep. And I'm scrolling. Do you have it right now? It's, it's all right, I got it. Okay, I found it. I just found it. I lost it. I had it. Okay, I found it. Okay. So, um, I mean, I don't I don't remember, know anything about this Curly guy. Jordan Curly, he's out wide. Jake Bailey, Rod Daniels. There you go. Rashi Rice is what you're talking about. 6'2", 203, 30-year guy. Running backs, Trey Sakers, uh, you know, the, the betrayer. <laughs> the traitor. <laughs> yeah. Everybody does this, uh, like it's like a hybrid, you know, three three five or you know four two uh, four two uh, five kind of deal. Uh, that that dedicated pass rusher, um, SMU calls it a bandit. I think we call it a uh, what do we call it? A there are different names out there, devil or yeah, we call it a devil. <coughs> basically, it. and whatever it ends up being the same thing. You you have three sort of uh, run-stopping lineman, and then you bring in a guy that can do both, right? That mostly is your dedicated pass rusher, but can, in a pinch, you know, uh, spin out and do some whatever. But typically, you sub that dude. Um, this depth chart is it's pretty useless, our side. Our side is depth chart now. Like I said, we still have guys starting John Davis Jr. when you're like, I don't know. Same thing like Jared Shorter was like listed the whole time. Yeah, and a whole know. bunch of right uh, wide receivers that were listed. I don't understand that. I mean, just like you, you, is that going to give you? Is that when you play the other team going to be like what? Okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they're being clever or just trying to throw the other team for loop, like you're saying. Yeah, so one coach is saying like we're not going to release a depth depth chart all season. I'm like. Why? Why does it matter? Yeah, I mean that it's mostly for the people that follow the fans, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's, I mean, it's. I don't know. It's not state secrets. I mean, get roll yeah. crazy about it. Um, like it, let's say you had the depth chart, the FBI is not going to raid you and charge <laughs> you with anything. Right? Well, and if you win, are you going to point to the depth chart and say, "Well, th- we won because we didn't release yeah. it"? It's like you know, well, our <clears throat> defensive staff was going to prepare for the offense, but we had no idea who was going to play. <laughs> I don't even know who that quarterback is. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I understand that. Um, now, what I what I do know of the the wide receivers here and the, and the running backs is that uh, some of them are not proven on the SMU side, but they do have some good pedigree. Uh, I think some of them are transfers, yeah. and um, they're going to go through the air quite a bit. Now, the running back, or excuse me, the running attack probably won't be as good as the the passing attack um and i think the unt defense did pretty well defending the the utep rush so i, I don't know if it's because the utep rushing attack is not that great or uh if defensively um we're pretty good at defending the the run this year uh, but i think we did a good job last year that as as i'm trying to recall yeah uh so i think a thing about the, the our, our defensive stopping the run right defense stopping the run last week so we did a good job. There was no uh, situations where I thought uh, like anybody was slow getting to the ball or like there were just definite gaps missed. You know what I mean? Like I think that was a thing 
that was happening in previous seasons where you're like the efforts there, but some guy just completely went to the wrong gap, you know, and that that's what how you get, um, I don't say blown coverage, but like that's how you allow five hundred big runs, yeah. Um, a lot of that was taken care of, so guys in the right spot, and so a lot of it just making tackles, right? Can you? It's like talent and effort at at that point. If you're in the right spot, can you win your assignment, right? The guys trying to shed the block in time, and can you make the tackle? Uh, and then, like, talent beyond that is, like, I'm able to do that and then actually put pressure on them. Um, where, you know, like, not only one, it's, you send a guy to block me, but I knocked him aside so quickly and then got into the backfield that you're hoping you schemed it up for a three-yard gain and it's actually a three-yard loss. You know what I mean? Like, that, mm-hmm. that's the talent part. So, I think we're good. I think Katie Davis, I think uh, Kevin Wood Jr. did some silly stuff last week. We'll go ahead and give them the benefit of the doubt and chalk that up to enthusiasm, right? Like, I hate college football. I'm excited to play. I want to punch the quarterback in the face. <laughs> Every play. Yeah. And so, I mean, that, I think that's better. You want to say, all right, good. Let's pull it back. You get that penalty in the first quarter. Not so terrible. It's bad, but it's not so terrible. Don't get that in the fourth quarter when it's winning time. You know what I mean? Yeah, on the third down. Yeah. So th- they did a good job doing that. And, you know, and you said we can be okay. I'd say, I don't know. I, I let's that dude was his name Mordecai. Like you know what? I, I heard him talking mess. Go get him. Go get him. Go get him and rip him uh, down within the rules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tackle him hard within the rules. You know what I mean? Make him think twice. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Put some doubt in his head. Give him a strong push within the rules. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I mean that—that's the good way. That, that's football. That's what we want. We want all these kids to be healthy at the end of the day, right? SMU's uh, team. We want them to have uh, the most, uh, say, uh, more bruises than our team does. You know I mean? Yeah, we're gonna want to make them look forward to that ice bath. Yeah, like man, it, it, we got <laughs> hit over there on Apogee uh, at Apogee, um, and you know it was loud. It hurts my ears. My ears are ringing. I didn't like that. <laughs> well, a question is, though, a question I have is, are we going to be able to, to touch Mordecai? <laughs> are we going to have enough pressure uh, to be able to, to uh, you know, yeah. penetrate? Yeah, that's the deal is that, like, uh, the Murphy twins out there in UCLA. I, did UCLA already play or they played today? I don't remember. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that's, that's the thing. They were our pass rush for two seasons, basically, right? Like, two-man pass rush. Um we don't have that. We're not getting that from the front uh, three, four, whoever we got up there. And they're all the new guys. It takes some time. Um, they, they've been going against the North Texas offensive line for a little bit. Uh, it's it's new. We just need somebody to step up. And I, I think there's we have to be like as a, as like a fan base. We have to give them the chance to to kind of fill those roles, uh, especially with like a defensive line, right? Like you're there's a lot of thinking. Like am I in the right gap? This kind of stuff. And then you have to find some rhythm, and then you sort of have to meet the the speed of the game. And once you get it, you can you're like you're ready. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's seconds, right? It's like three seconds. The quarterback's dropping, and if you're there just half a second late, you don't get the sack. But if you're there on time, then you disrupt disrupt everything. So it's a little bit of a rhythm thing. Um, yeah, and it's hard because in, sometimes UTEP was having four seconds, five seconds, yeah. six seconds. But UTEP was also they had they were max protecting, right? So we were bringing. Four, maybe five, but they had you know five, six blockers ready, ready to go, and so they were they were basically putting a bet and saying we can beat you one on one down the field, and a lot of that was just because 
uh, uh, Hardison has an arm, and so mm-hmm. then it, it stretches the field more. You have to defend more. It, uh, <laughs> there was some criticism, right? Like, oh, we suck again. <laughs> but our guys were in the spots. We were running step for step with those guys. Sometimes it was just a good pass. Yeah, some of those yeah. passes were really good. Yeah, our guy was step was uh, step uh, first step with them, and um, he, he was just putting him in the right spot. All right. So, what do you think of this? If I'm a defensive coordinator, I come to you, Seth Patrol, or you, Aldo Avina, who usurped the role of uh, <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> um, and uh, and I'm like, all right, here's my defensive game plan. For, at least for the first quarter, I want the SMUs to. You know, if they're going to drive down the field, I want it to be slow going. And, you know, so we're going to we'll sit back in a zone, you know, like just we'll give them three yards. We'll step up, make a tackle. We're not going to bring heavy pressure because we don't want them to hit a big play on us. What do you think about that, Coach? I think that's going to be the only way we, we can win this game, <laughs> to be honest, because if we go one-on-one against somebody like Rasheed Rice, we're going to get yeah. smoked. you big fan? Is they under <laughs> that? I've got a red and blue t-shirt underneath yeah, this. All right, this guy. Uh, um, yeah, I agree, and I think you're gonna have to bring some pressure at some time. You just you got to. Um, well, and a lot of the pressure towards the end of the UTEP game was coming because of coverage. A lot of the, the, the there were coverage sacks because mm-hmm. we were defending well down the field. Yeah. Or yeah. when early in the game we were going one on one, we just could not beat the line. Yeah. Um, there, so I went. Um, me and Green Nation took a road trip, and we went over to uh, uh, Columbia, Missouri, on Thursday. It's last Thursday, right? So, uh, it's partly why I'm a little tired. And I watched Louisiana Tech play at at Missouri at the uh, Faro Field, as we call it. Uh, you know, Apogee does not. Uh, you know, it doesn't. It doesn't lack in a, anything compared to an SEC stadium over there. I was like, this looks like Apogee. It's basically the same thing. <laughs> Maybe they got a few extra hundred million, but you know, basically the same thing. A lot of the same stuff. Um, so he, uh, we have a better beer selection at Apogee. Now we're gonna sell liquor. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. just, things are better in Texas, team. Um, all right. So my point about all that story is that Louisiana Tech did a good job early playing good defense. They didn't. They weren't like getting into the backfield and messing things up. They were just playing solid defense, making tackles, and making Missouri make mistakes. Right. And a lot of it wasn't necessarily making mistakes, but they were just not hitting the big plays. And so then they gave themselves a chance, and then Tech had the ball. Really, Tech's problem was that they couldn't kick the game, uh, kick the ball in the game. The punter sucked. It was like a redshirt freshman punter, and then their kicker sucked. Um, and that's basically it. So to me, I, I don't think the gap between uh, Louisiana, uh, North Texas and SMU is as big as it was between Louisiana Tech and Missouri. And so if we can play a little bit of that game plan, right, um, just play good defense, execute, we'll be fine. And I think we'll, we'll give ourselves a chance. And controlling the clock. We can't yeah. let SMU score in seven seconds. Yeah, yeah. And then us waste five minutes and then not get nothing yeah, on the board. Like, like, yeah, take – I was saying this. This is the year of the practical North Texas. Yeah, I'm very I'm very much rooting for North Texas to, to do those old school football things, uh, play a little field position, uh, take what you can get, punt the ball, you know, when it's time to punt the ball. Like, normally I'm like, yeah, 32 seconds, plenty of time to score. But our offense wouldn't, like, lighten the scoreboard up, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like Utah, yeah. Just kneel the ball, right? It, like, we're, we're up 14 to 10. You're getting the ball first. Yeah. Don't even worry about it. Kneel the ball out. You let them steal about it at halftime. 
um, and and win the next. But instead, we gave them a chance to to go up yeah, and, and change the momentum yeah, of the game. And that's that's unnecessary. And like so, we basically came out and did that. But we did that with you know fewer fewer points. Uh, it separated yeah. the two. I, I appreciate the aggressive nature yeah. of Latrell. Like I think it's something that that the team needs. It makes it more exciting. Yeah, we're we're gonna do this. We're gonna, we're going for it. And if it su- succeeds, he's called the genius, aggressive, just attacking downfield every yeah. opportunity he gets. But when it fails, this is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's the thing. Like to me, that wasn't even aggressive. You just did uh, what was it like a? I don't know if it was an RPO, but they tried it looked to like run. it was gonna be an RPO. Yeah, yeah. Instead, of, instead of doing that, just go max protect and let two receivers run down the field and then see if they're open or they're not. You know. Do a little QB dive. You know what I mean? Like, nothing here. I'm going to yeah. just fall on the ball. That, to me, is aggressive. Like, we're not... When we're being aggressive, quote-unquote, we're not actually being doing it. We're like, oh, I'm going to run it down the... F- what are you... What? Don't... You know what I mean? Like, what are you trying to do? So it's, it's, it's like a running a draw on third and 15. Yeah, like, if you're going to be aggressive, be aggressive. And I, I appreciate what UTEP was doing. They said, we're going to throw the ball down the field. So we're going to max protect, give ourselves time, and then let our three receivers get down the field and see if we can find them, right? And we were playing into their hands, but playing that single coverage. Um, and so then when we say, okay, let's see if they can actually dink and dunk their way all the way down the field, and they couldn't. So then we, you know, we dominated. Um, for us, I think it's it's sort of the same thing, but the other way, right? Um, I think Ani can dink and dunk. We can run the ball. I, I believe mm-hmm. in our run game. We just have to be patient with it. And again, that's, to me, it's like practical North Texas. It's very much a, a playbook and a philosophy out of like 1998, <laughs> and I'm fine with it. Like in 1998, I was like, "Oh, throw the ball on the field. What are we doing? Stop! Let's go for it." Of yeah. course. But for this team, I don't know that we have the confidence. And the, like I'm saying, like we're talking about Austin Ani, and he threw for 200 some yards and three touchdowns, and we're like, "Oh, that was an amazing play." It was. It's not objectively from all of college football, throwing 53 percent, three touchdowns. <laughs> like, what is that? But but if you get that stat line and put it in 1994, like what a great play! This is what you want from your quarterback. <laughs> no interceptions, throw the ball. I mean, so that's it. So we need to play like that. Let's go all in on 1994 football. You know? Yeah, yeah. Take take what you can get. Understand your limitations. Ani's not going to be able to launch it down the sideline. <laughs> well, he can throw it, but it's not super accurate. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the problem. You know, I want high percentage plays. Yeah. Um, he looked rusty last week. Like when he was tossing the football around, it was literally just tossing the football. He wasn't throwing it, and those plays could go either way. Uh, I, I liked what they were doing with Jake Roberts, yeah. using him to exploit um, um, the, the the defense, uh, putting the running backs on wheel routes. And um, did we have any wide receivers score any touchdowns? Or uh, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Slant route. Yeah. Uh, Tommy so, Bush. Yeah. Here, here's the deal, right? All that stuff looks like Dallas Cowboys 1992 stuff. A little slant route to Troy Aikman. I mean, to, from Troy Aikman to, to Michael Irvin. Uh, Jay Novacek, you know what I mean? <laughs> a little tight in there. And a little wheel route. Like, get the ball out to Emmett and let him do his thing. That, like, for a lot of, like, Troy Aikman's very good, very talented. But he didn't have to do a whole lot because he didn't have to do a whole lot, right? Yeah. Let's run the ball. Uh, they can't stop the run game. I'll throw it to the best wide receiver. He'll get all the targets. Why we don't need to throw the ball to anybody else really, and when we need to check down, we'll throw it to Jay Novacek, who runs a perfect route. Give him the ball, gets down. Uh, you know that's 
the classic cowboy's idea, uh, and, you know, that's burning my brain. And so when I look at what you said right here, right? Here's Tommy Bush on a little little skinny slant. What is that? What is that? Uh, what is it? I forget what it's called. The the, the play. I can't remember. Is it, is it Bang Eight? I think is what they call it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was Michael Irvin Trayman's favorite play, right? Bang Eight. That it was a skinny post, right? So it's sort of the same. I know it was like a, a RPO, little skinny post. Get inside. Find your guy. Nothing crazy. Let your wide receiver make the make the thing. Trust your quarterbacks. Uh, uh, timing and accuracy and running ball with our stable of backs we don't have an Emmett back there but we have an amalgamation of backs and then hey a tight end that can catch it right and do some things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's great that's, that's all you need for 1993 that's what you need <laughs> let's bring 93 back as long as we can control the clock yeah that's it and that's what we did yeah. um, which again goes back to the game management where you know we were tr- at the beginning we were trying to go down the field as quick as possible, run the no huddle. Uh, when things weren't working out, we switched and went back to clock control. And then things started, you know, everybody started to get into rhythm. Things were, was, were feeling a lot better. And so I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm Like you said, it, it may be boring. It may not be the Mason Fine throwing to two or three NFL wide receivers. Yeah. Uh, but uh, if it works and it brings a win, then, then let's keep going. Yeah, I, I think there's um, like there's beauty and value in just executing what you can execute. Like you have a game plan and just being within yourself. You're like, you know what? I can't pull that off. It's great. I appreciate that. It's not a knock on that style. And I'm right now I'm pointing to the fictional style that's in the <laughs> ceiling. And you said, but for me, we're just gonna stay within ourselves and execute this game plan. Um, it reminds me a little bit about like a uh, North Texas basketball squad super slow pace but they're super effective uh and that was a conscious choice they made like everybody's going up tempo right everybody's pushing the ball getting open threes that's great because you let your players play and you let them execute but it's also um uh it you you increase the possessions and so you sort of care less about a given possession right because you're gonna have 120 possessions i'm making up a number but um you have a lot of possessions and you get a lot of okay shots a lot of decent shots that's the idea. Um, the converse to what we're trying to do is saying we're going to make every possession precious. Um, so that puts a lot of pressure on those and a lot of thinking you have to execute. Um, but the defenses are not really used to treating every possession as precious, except late. Um, so they're, they're, that's partly why North Texas is able to execute and get buckets, right? Because they treat everything as the most important possession. I'm talking about basketball again. And so I think we can see a little bit of that here in football, right? Where defenses are ready to stop these up-tempo games and, like, the the uh, range of attacks is going to be a little bit uh, narrowed, right? Like, when you're sprinting up to the line, the, the breadth of plays that you can run is smaller, right? Mm-hmm. All right, you can you have a two-word play. We're going to run this one. So, you know, all right, this guy's going to do basically a smash route or they're going to just do – you know, you kind of know what you're going to get. When you have to stop and think about it and they can – you know, plan about it, plan it, and do a little huddle and, and think about it a little bit. It's harder to defend that because you're not really ready or used to doing it. So I see some value in swinging the other way and saying we're going to be very deliberate and think about it, and maybe even going old school and do a little huddle. Now, North Texas is not doing any of that, but I'm advocating for some of that right now <laughs> because I think it, that's where we can gain some advantage, right? Whereas it used to be play fast because teams are used to to being deliberate and they're not ready to think. 
that quickly. They're not ready to play the next play 10 seconds later. They want 30 seconds to play. Um, now you can go the other way. Like they, The defenders, they're all ready to play in 10 seconds, and you're saying, no, 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 we're going to wait. We're going to wait and then get the right play in and then hit you right here, and you're not going to be able to. You have to be able to execute. Um, that's the key. North Texas basketball is able to execute. And yeah, the, the, that's a good point because uh, UNT back in the Mason Fine days, yeah. uh, we had when we were up tempo. I think we had the some of the one of the shortest times of possession in the entire country. Yeah. But we were so effective on uh, scoring yeah. that that we were also one of the top offenses in the country that that yeah. we were able to score in a short amount of time. So yeah. it worked. Uh, if we're able to be one of the slowest uh, 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 teams in the country. Uh, but also keep up the the offensive pressure, and it works. Then then I'm I'm all for it. Sure, it might be boring. We want something more exciting. But at this know, point, winning is not boring, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I want to push through the mediocrity that we've seen uh, the past few years in terms of um, offensive consistency. Yeah. And if we could just keep keep moving, keep uh, marching, get six or seven scoring opportunities, and conversion converting the those opportunities to three points or, or seven points or whatever. Then, then that that's a recipe for success. Maybe not against SMU, uh, uh, because they they can be effi- very efficient, but against the rest of Conference USA. Uh, yeah. well, where where do you keep your uh, SMU shrine in here? I was <laughs> it's behind my uh, North Texas helmet. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think yeah. To me, the obviously you want to win um, for a lot of reasons, right? It's a rivalry game. Uh, you're at home. It's a home opener. You want to keep the momentum going. It's good for business to win at home. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of the ultimate goals for the season, like competing for the Conference USA Championship, this does not affect it, really. I mean, um, I think it helps prepare you for the rest of the season. I don't think we have another conference game for like three or four weeks or something like that, right? Yeah, because I think we play uh, FCS next week. Yeah. So I, I think this is, a, this is a very good challenge. And if you say... Is SMB better than like UAB or UTSA? I don't know. It, it does sort of doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but like um, it's at the level that will prepare you for those teams, right? Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, because we're going against <clears throat> you're going against a a, a, a quality mid major, right? Yeah. Which will prepare you against either other quality teams in Conference USA or some of the less. Um, um, well-prepared teams of, of Conference USA. And, and going against UTEP allowed us to, to see our limitations, get some rust off, shake some rust off. And mm-hmm. I think that's an advantage for us going into the SMU game. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you had another week to prepare your SMU. Great. You watched some film. Cool. But, I mean, I don't think that uh, is a superior advantage over getting out there and getting everybody game time. We're going to be so much better today if we're having played having seen action and knowing you know what I mean like what it's yeah. about so I expect the North Texas football team the mean green to come out strong in that first quarter and if there is a difference in quality and in team you know like coaching and all the other stuff right that'll play out later in the game but I expect us to come out strong and if not I will be very disappointed and uh, yeah, I mean you know so I'll grumble about it as if I have more whiskey out of it <laughs> I wonder what kind of cocktails you're going to have. I don't know. I'm going to go. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Today. Yeah. Are you going to go get an old-fashioned or, or get something? I, it seems kind of weird to get an old-fashioned at a football, at a football game. game. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if I'm not in the booth up there, you know what I mean? Like in the, in yeah. the luxury box. 
you kind of cheer in there and then like the wing like ah, like shaking your old fashioned <laughs> so that seems kind of weird but I mean maybe uh, it also seems like it takes a lot of time for, for a concession stand like, yeah I'll yeah, take uh, a Manhattan <laughs> please <laughs> Uh, extra olives <laughs> on my martini. Yeah, I mean, I, I will see it. I figure, like, maybe they have, like, a speed Manhattan. I mean, I, so I expect the quality. Like a machine. <laughs> yeah, but I just, you know, we'll see what's up. Well, I saw that, that one, uh, it was like a reel. My wife sent it to me on reels. Uh, there's, like, this chick, like, doing, making an old-fashioned, but it, she's, <laughs> she has a, she's doing a cup of ice, or ice cup, she calls it. So she, like, fills it up to the top. It's like a pint glass. And then she's like, all right, then you pour three ounces of bourbon, and Goodness. It, it fills the whole thing oh, up. God. <laughs> well, that's not three ounces. Um, and then she's like, and then you just mix it up. And she mixes it up by just pouring the entire thing into the into the uh, mixer glass, and then mm-hmm. pouring it back, and then it's like <clears throat> spilling all over. Mm. What? What is going on? Uh, so, I mean, maybe that's the version <laughs> of make it up. I don't know. I mean, if I'll try it. <laughs> I mean, if they've got like a margarita machine out there. Yeah. I, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's fine. We'll see. I'm I'm down. I'm down to clown. Um, so we'll, we'll see what's up. All right. Prediction time. Uh, what about your SMU uh, ponies? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, score or win or loss? What are you asking? Uh, hey, let's get the score. First, let me see. What's the line in this game? We're 10 point underdogs. Uh, yeah, I think like 11. I mean, you know, I don't follow the line into detail, but I know we opened with like 11 point dogs, and that's like 10, uh, 10 and a half. So. No, I think we opened at 7.5, and, and it went up to went up 11. Yeah, all right, so there you go. 10 point dogs. What do you think? Um, well, a lot of people are predicting North Texas to, to beat the spread. Um, I am hopeful. The, the over-under, I believe, is also 67, right? That's a lot of points, yeah. uh, considering. Um, so I think, I think it... it I'm wanting to be a fun game, right? <laughs> so I'm thinking like UNT pulls it out, but it's like 38, 30, something like that. Yeah. If that happens, I'll, I'll be okay. I don't want to see 38 to 3 or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. That would be very depressing. That, yeah. That's what I'm going with. So what, I don't know. Who did you say is winning that game? SMU. <laughs> SMU. <laughs> 30. I'm, I'm being realist. I don't okay. want to set myself up for right. sadness. So what I mean, what happens is like if you ask me on like Sunday, right? If I'm like Sunday when we do the podcast, I'm usually more realistic than. And then as we get closer, <laughs> the podcast is recorded closer to game day, like this one is. Then I'm like, yeah, well, no, there's no win fifty to nothing. I mean, that's what happens, right? So, <clears throat> excuse me. Being realistic, I think uh, you know I like to do this in the pregame thing. A win looks like North Texas is executing, right? You know what I mean? Finding. Uh, points there's like two two three good drives there and those two or three good drives come out with like 17 points right and then there's like uh some fortunate other things where we got short field score uh maybe you know a turnover score and a good win comes out like we get a little luck we get two or three good drives come out with 17 points and so to me that's like 31 points right there right and that should be enough for a win i think um and then the defense getting getting some stops and playing uh, and getting lucky. But I think SMU still probably scores against us. They find some things. And so I think they get like 24 points, 28 points, something like that. You know what I mean? So I think we yeah, go ahead and say that a win looks like North Texas 34-31, something like that, or like 31-28, 31-27, something like that. That's a win. 
a loss. Looks like North Texas unable to find some of the the, the good drives. We had two good drives against UTEP, um, and then we we sort of got blitzed in that first quarter. But the UTEP was unfortunate because they're UTEP. You know, they just have the inherent suck. Um, but I think SMU scores on some of those, right? So I think we kind of we go down. 14, 17 to 3 or something like that early. And then we're sort of chasing the game and then we can't close it. And so we lose like 38 to 24 or something. So a win. I think we're going to win. I, I feel it in my heart of hearts. It's my birthday, you know? So, you know, good things happen on my birthday, I think. Uh, if I wanna, we lose, I'm going to blame it on your birthday. <laughs> I want to say, I can't remember now, but I think when we played SMU, we blew him out, right? And June Jones is the coach. Mm-hmm. I think that was on my birthday, also. So that's oh, yeah. Have those good vibes. Right? <laughs> Anytime we play them around my birthday, it's, it's kind of good stuff. So we're getting Lashley fired today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it'd be good. He's like, you know, I quit. I can't take it. You know, <laughs> North Texas put up 77 points on us in the first half. <laughs> um, yeah, one that day was good. I, I guess I can't remember it was the third. Um, but there was a, you can see all the SMUs leaving, you know, they all hopped on their ponies and they went home. All a hundred of them. Yeah. And like, oh my gosh, Jordan. Um, so, I mean, I feel good. Like we're going to go, I don't know what time we're going out there. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But if we see you out there, you know, invite us over your tailgate, uh, give us money. And if you don't have money, you can give us beer and food. I guess. We'll have green shirts on. <laughs> yeah. You, we'll be the ones <laughs> in the green. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, uh, here's, here's a silly a silly point. Um, so we're driving through Columbia, Missouri, right? The family or whatever. And then uh, both me and my wife were thinking this separately. Like, why is everybody wearing black and yellow? Oh, yeah, because it's Missouri. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and they're rooting for Mizzou. Uh, they do a thing now, right? They go, M-I-Z. And now they have to stand and go, Z-O-U. And I cannot help but wanting to go, M-O-U-S-E. You know, because <laughs> It sounds like that. it sounds like the Mickey I, Mouse. I can hear the music in my head now. Thanks. Yeah, yeah that's really <laughs> uh, you know, so it's it's kind of funny. Uh, and the other funny thing is that my daughter, my youngest daughter, who's very silly and she's fine, uh, she's not gonna do it again today. She saw the the you know the, the Missouri Tiger, so it's like tiger everything. And we're waiting in line, sort of to distract. Her. I was like, "Hey, do a tiger face," and she's like, "Ah, she does." And then I was like, see if you can do like the logo like this, like a growling tiger. And she did it and she looked like it. And it was, uh, it was hilarious. I could not help laughing at it. Um, and so it was just kind of making her do that very, very dad mode. Hey, do the thing. And then, uh, you know, she did it. I'm going to show Aldo this and Aldo, you can tell me whether or not it looks like it. <laughs> uh, I don't have the logo anywhere. But yeah, it's, it's like that. Anyway, so we're going to be there at the game. Uh, and I think it's going to be normal and that everybody's going to be in green and white. And it's gonna look normal to me. You know? Yeah, I'm hoping to see like twenty five thousand people out there minimum. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it I mean you, more. It should I mean. be more. Yeah, I, I can't get a feel from the UNT uh, like Twitter account or anything, any marketing yeah. Yeah. coming out of there. I, I feel it's a little bit of a letdown. Like like um, UTEP sold it. They called it the nine one five game, and they made they're like come out this number. I know it's a different dynamic, different culture. Um, we're just like pack apogee. But yeah, I haven't seen like a big push to get anybody to. Yeah, it's like it's a perfect. It's like the I don't know, name it something. The the yeah. DFW shootout or or the Metroplex mayhem. You know, just yeah, make something, something up yeah. to get people excited. Yeah, I've seen I mean, nothing. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know what the deal is. I think they're getting a lot of SMU ticket people are buying it, so it's gonna be like I, I don't want it to be a fifty fifty crowd, but I think SMU is getting a good crowd up here. Well, I, 
I don't think SMU can get enough people <laughs> unless we only bring a hundred people, then mm. it might be 50, 50 crowd. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping to see a lot, especially with the students coming in. It's the first week. It's the first home game. We won against UTEP. Yeah. That helps with, with generating excitement for this game. Yeah. Yeah. There was a good crowd there. Um, uh, here's the other thing that I'm getting old. Man. It used to be like, you know, everybody's dressed normally and then like the, there's a lot of students and then it looks like they're just dressed normally. And then you hear the old, like, oh, they're wearing, they're barely wearing anything. Why yeah. put your clothes on? And as I get older, I'm like, yeah, I don't know. I don't want you dressing like that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm transitioning into the older alum. You know what I mean? Like uh, we're gonna wear green and white today. I'm like, good, because that's our colors. You know, we need all these crazy colors out here. We need colors don't class. run. Yeah, <laughs> no gray. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you're gonna be what happened to you? you? You know, it's a slow transition. I'm gonna turn to that old guy. We're gonna be <laughs> waddling out there talking about you know 50 years ago. When Back in my day. Yeah. We would pass for 500 yards and allow 600 yards, and I yeah. loved it. Yeah, sure, buddy, sure, grandpa. <laughs> uh, I used to have a podcast. Okay, nobody care about. <laughs> I'm excited about turning to the old guy. Um, so yeah, that's it. I think we're we're about done. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening to the Mingry Nation podcast. Apologies again for not uh, being regular on the schedule. We should be back to more uh, like a regular cadence. Um, uh, next week, but we'll see. I, I don't want to make any promises. I think we're going to record tomorrow. Yeah. Or at least maybe after the game. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But we're going to do a post-game recording either here. Maybe we'll do it on Labor Day. I don't know. We'll, but we'll have one to recap the game. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Something a little bit more uh, regular cadence. And, and then there you go. You'll, you'll, you'll be back to enjoying it. Uh, go Mean Green. Go Mean Green.